0: Hi, I'm Mecky. And I'm Tammy. And we're the hosts
1: of Food with Politics. Yep, where Tam and I talk food, quick and easy recipes we love. And politics, current events, and issues affecting our lives. Hey everyone, it's Meck. And Tam, and we want to thank all of you for supporting our podcast. Thank you for helping us reach 500 downloads. 500 (laughs) downloads.
0: (laughs) All our first time listeners, welcome. Please don't forget to follow us on Instagram where we post the recipes we talk about on the show, political issues, and a whole lot more. And please be sure to keep an eye out for our 1K giveaway. Yep, that's right. Um, Help us get to 1,000 followers on Instagram. And when we reach 1,000, one lucky winner will get a swag bag with some food with politics goodies and I don't know, anything else, I guess. Um, So stay tuned and be sure to follow us on Instagram for more
1: information. We have one more announcement before we get into our topic of the day. We had a few listeners that wrote into us about our last episode, The Confederate Flag. One of the questions stood out to us and we were wondering if other listeners might have felt the same way. Mm -hmm. The listener was reacting to a part of the episode where I list my mother's history and the timeline related to the Emancipation Proclamation, and this is what the listener stated. The first generations are on survival mode and shock trauma. Only the later generations can begin to heal. A lot has been done for the Jewish community regarding the Holocaust, but Black slavery goes back much further as your timeline shows. I guess as white folks would say, aren't you over this by now? And then the listener continues to say, but how can it be over when the damage has not been acknowledged, whether we took part or not in the misuse of power and has continued in a never ending cycle? That is such a powerful email that was sent to us was it had so many great points in there
0: and specifically about sort of learning how to unlearn everything that we're taught about Black people and Black history, not just in America, but around the world, because this particular writer was actually from England. So I want to thank you, Tammy, for reading that. And I also want to thank Marilyn Smith for sending that in. We definitely agree with you with what you said. And we really hope by listening to this, you know, to the perspective of two black women, myself, um, who I'm Ethiopian American, and and Tammy, who's American, black American, you know, we can continue to have these open and honest and uncomfortable dialogue. About these issues and and really decenter whiteness and the fragility of white people. Exactly. One of the points that Marilyn Smith was making is like sometimes even calling out some of her friends about racial insensitivities or racial injustice, and they instinctively, what they want to say is, Well, I'm not racist. It's a very instinctive thing that a lot of white people do. And yet they don't even see it in themselves that they don't have any people that are black people around them that are friends or live in their neighborhoods or that they interact with day to day. So again, just decentering that.
1: Exactly right and I'm I'm so glad that Marilyn took the time to write to us. So if anyone else out there wants to weigh in on any of the topics that we cover, we appreciate you writing in and we'll try and cover it on our on our episode. Yep, thank you. Yo, Mexter, let's hear about what you fired up for the fam this week, girl. Funny you should say fired up
0: because, as you know, we're back in New York in our shoebox of an apartment. And it was hot. <laughs> it was very hot this weekend. So we, or I actually, decided to do a little beet salad. Oh. Yeah, I have to say it didn't go over that well. Ellen <laughs> and I liked it. I think it's the new like, part of the, like, this little caramelized walnut that I made. Lily loved the beets and the goat cheese so it wasn't like a big hit, but it was it was really delicious. It was, it was like a maybe a side salad. I should have made it as a side salad, but we did it as a main dish with some mac and cheese. Mm. And that recipe is up on Instagram. And the best part of it was the caramelized walnuts that I made. They were very easy to make and it's literally just putting walnuts in like a, a frying pan. You don't even put oil or anything, just the walnuts, raw walnuts or whatever. Uh-huh. And then you put maple syrup on top of them and they just caramelize and they're so tasty.
1: That sounds good. That would be not good for me to make because I'd probably eat all the walnuts and not the salad. Which is what
0: Ludie and I did. So yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um,
0: yeah. But anyways, it was really good. Let's get to our story today. And today we're talking about whether or not high profile athletes, personalities and celebrities should be weighing in on political
1: issues. I say yes. And I say no. But before we go into why we feel the way we do, Mech, why don't you tell them how we started talking about this in the first place? Okay, Tam. Well, we were talking about a particular tweet that Terry Crews tweeted out about Black supremacy. And we were both like, I wish this beep would just shut the beep up. (laughs) Uh, For those of you who aren't familiar with Terry Crews, he's this big, buff African-American actor. He's had roles in White Chicks and Brooklyn 911.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, Brooklyn. No, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Is it? Brooklyn oh, sorry. Nine-Nine? Yeah, I'm Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> <laughs> we got you. We got you. Yeah. Um, and currently, it's funny. Honestly, I think why he's on this whole All Lives Matter tip is because. He's also a co-host of America's Got Talent. And, you know, that's a pretty mainstream, very sort of real America show. It's got a big following. So he's got to appeal to all that, I guess. And y'all can't see me right now, but I'm doing The Shrug.
1: And The Shrug is is legitimate because, you know, he's trying to keep that check. (laughs) He's definitely trying to keep that. Can't blame my brother, but. We're kind of pointing out that all celebs that would just say, in our opinion, stupid feet. And I just thought they should all stick to their profession if they're not actually going to read before they open their mouths. Mm-hmm. For example, Terry Crews actually tweeted, this is what he tweeted, defeating white supremacy without white people creates black supremacy. In addition, he was also quoted saying, we must ensure hashtag black lives matter doesn't morph into hashtag black lives better. Girl, I don't even know what to say about that. Like- it sounds like a clown, like black supremacy, if
0: only. It's such an outlandish point of view. It's funny because it's like standing up for black lives diminishes others is basically what is insinuating. Um, he's definitely on some all lives matter BS. I just thought for me, for every idiotic thing that someone says... They're the Colin Kaepernick's, the LeBron James's, the Bubba Wallace's. Billie Eilish is another one. My daughter really loves her. And you know she's always standing up for what's right. America Pereira. All these people stand up for racial and social justice, immigrant rights, and a lot of different issues. But I'm going
1: to go ahead and give you the floor to make your case. Okay. So here's another one. <laughs> I want all of you to know that I'm not just singling out Black folks. Okay. Dumb comments do not discriminate. Okay. So here's one. The Hills alum Stephanie Pratt. Okay. Before we go any further, I might be the only one that doesn't know what a Hills is.
0: Is this a reality show or what is this?
1: This It's a reality show. Stephanie Pratt was on the show, The Hills. My sister used to watch it back when I was in college. So I was like, I want to see what she's watching, my younger sister. So I started watching The Hills and just like any other reality show, I kind of got hooked. Sure, play with it on your sister, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So this Hills alum, Stephanie Pratt, recently deleted a tweet in which she wrote, Shoot the looters using this tragedy as their excuse to rob and burn all the towns down and guess what ironically miss pratt was arrested in 2006 for allegedly stealing thirteen hundred dollars worth of merchandise from the department store neiman marcus dang that's funny <laughs> and i get it i mean totally that was a
0: stupid and this didn't actually pretty dangerous comment but I, honestly i'd rather know where people stand despite their stupidity in my humble opinion than silencing the folks who are using their platforms to speak truth to power and raise awareness for social justice causes. I mean, activism by celebrities isn't really anything new. It's just amplified because they have a bigger platform to share their views via social media. For example, Muhammad Ali. His actions as a conscientious objector to being drafted into the Vietnam War made him an icon for the larger counterculture generation. He was such a high-profile figure for racial pride for African Americans during the civil rights movement And he's, you know, one of those people who refused to bow down to white domination and supremacy. He literally put his career and his life online for what he
1: believed in. Okay. Well, I agree with people that have done their homework, But here's another one that didn't pay attention. You know, when Kaepernick voiced the reason that he decided to kneel, Drew Brees was not listening. I don't think a lot of people are listening, to be fair. yeah, (laughs) Kaepernick was originally sitting down for his protest. He would just sit on the bench. And let's be clear, Kaepernick was protesting police brutality. Right, exactly. And he was actually advised by Nate Boyer, who is a white former active duty Green Beret who had a stint in the NFL with the Seattle Seahawks. He actually advised Kaepernick to kneel out of respect instead of just sitting on the the bench. Drew Brees, quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, when he was asked during a live interview what he thought about players kneeling again when the NFL season starts, Brees answered, I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Then he later apologized, but as of today, his post has received 23.6K likes. My question is, do you really think that he is sorry for a statement? Do you really think that he didn't understand the whole picture? Did he truly not understand why Kaepernick was kneeling? It's funny, Tam. I honestly,
0: you know, I don't know what he was thinking, but I will say many, many people ridiculously still believe that kneeling is disrespectful to the flag. I mean, you have those shirts that say, especially like when we were in South Carolina, we would go into stores and it would say, kneel for Jesus, stand for the flag. It was so strange to see that. Like, even though, to your point, again, he actually conferred with a Green Beret, an ex-Green Beret. He consulted with him and got that advice from this man. I don't know. Like, it's just one of those things that I don't know that people want to understand that. But again, I think the issue that I have is you can't silence some and not silence everyone. I mean, I get it. We want folks that like align with us morally or politically to say what they want to say. Well, at least I, do. I don't know about anybody else, but I do. Mm-hmm. But not at the expense of shutting everybody down. We
1: can't pick and choose. Well, I think everyone with a huge platform should be silenced. <laughs> if I had it my way, celebrities, athletes, et cetera, should just zip it. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. But honestly, we all have different experiences and backgrounds. And what you believe is the right thing to say is relative, right? I just believe if you're going to take the time to tweet something or say something that you know is going to reach a large audience, think about what you're saying before you say it and stand by your opinion. All these people have these big cojones. Then they come back with these half apologies that most times is not even a real apology.
0: So basically, you think they're just sort of jumping on a bandwagon?
1: Yeah. I
0: get that. I I can respect that. If you're going to say something, stand by it. And it's funny because you know this show we decided to name it "Shut Up and Dribble" because it was what Laura Ingram from Fox News told LeBron James in 2018. LeBron James he criticized Trump's leadership, and this evidently upset Laura Ingram, and she hurled some insults and told him he should just shut up and dribble. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, it's really funny. I mean, it was funny and not funny. But he hit back that he would continue to use his voice and his platform to speak out against social injustice. But it's funny, I think this brings this conversation sort of full circle. It's really telling that this same woman, Laura Ingram, who told LeBron to shut up and dribble, and also apparently she's told Jimmy Fallon to shut up and make us laugh, and pretty much anyone that seems critical of politicians that she supports to shut up. She was perfectly fine with Drew Brees expressing his political views about standing up for the flag. So she's not anti-people speaking out to politics if they're not politicians. She's just anti-anybody standing for things that she disagrees with. So, you know, in that regard, I think that we can't pick and choose. Like definitely we'd want people to like do their research and, and say the things that align with, we want them to align with her. But at the end of the day, if we silence one person, it's like silencing everybody. And if we let everybody have an open forum, then we let everybody have an open forum, right? Right. Okay. So we have one more example we want to leave you where a celebrity was trying it. This DJ wanted to pay tribute to George Floyd, but it went horribly wrong. We took this entire story from Insider and it gave us both such a good laugh. We want to share it with you. All right, people, united at home. The world is going through difficult times and America too, actually. So last night, I knew we were gonna do this and I made a special record. So this record is in honor of George Floyd, and I really hope we can see more unity and more peace when already things are so difficult. So shout out to his family. the difficulties of today and tomorrow. I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream.
1: I have a dream.
0: Crazy.
1: After David Guetta released a tribute to George Floyd using a remixed version of Martin Luther King Jr.'s "I Have a Dream" speech, viewers were left confused and shocked. In response, people called the video "the whitest way to react to racism" and mocked the DJ for trying to <laughs> oomch, oomch, "racism <laughs> away." <laughs> Others were at a loss for words, saying that they were left speechless. So, Mac. Can we make lemonade from these lemons? Um, I'm not sure about, I'm not quite sure about David Giddens. kind of,
0: I like... Oh my God, that made us laugh so hard. But anyways, yeah, I think that the Lemonade that we can make from these lemons is that speech in this country is free. We have freedom of speech. And I think that's a wonderful thing. It's not guaranteed to everybody in the world. And we can use our platforms for good, to spread good news and to counter social injustices. And some people use them for other things. But I guess the Lemonade really is that we all have the power to say what it is that we feel right. and what it is that we want to say. Okay. That's it. That's all we got for today. So thank you for tuning in. We will see you next Wednesday. See you next Wednesday. Hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoy talking. Do us a favor. And if you like what you heard, spread the word. Woo! And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at food with politics and subscribe to our podcast.
1: New episodes drop every Wednesday. Talk to you then. Peace.